Welcome to the very first episode of From the Honeycomb. I am your host, Katerina Buranova, and I'm so excited to be here. Wherever you may be listening, whether in your car, working out, or simply sitting down with a cup of coffee, welcome. From the Honeycomb is a podcast that creates a spark of positive energy in your home to design and architecture, to yoga and meditation, and travel. I want to build a place where you can come to for design inspirations and especially to learn about Vastu Shastra with a modern approach. I want to begin every episode with a moment of gratitude. So first let's take a moment to ground down, just take a few deep breaths in, maybe roll the shoulders. And think about something that you are grateful for in this moment. For me, in this moment, I am so grateful to be recording this podcast and to have the time and space in my life to be able to pursue this new project. I have so much going on around me right now. I just got back from my destination wedding in Madeira, Portugal, so slightly a little jet-lagged. I have a full work week ahead of me. I work about 43 hours a week at an architecture firm in Southern California, and I'm in the midst of my architecture exams. For any of you who are familiar with it or unfamiliar, there's seven exams total in the United States. There are six total, actually, in the United States. The seventh one is specifically for the state of California, and I have my next one coming up in a few weeks. So among all this other stuff going on, here I am recording my podcast and I am just so grateful for this moment in time to be able to sit here with you and talk. So let's start with a little bit about me. That's what this first episode is about. I just want to introduce myself to you. I could list my go-to things. I was born in the Czech Republic, mainly grew up in Southern California, but I've also lived in New Hampshire. I went to architecture school in Chicago for seven years, and now I'm back living and working in Orange County. I did become a certified yoga teacher in 2017, taught a little for a while, but mainly did it to further my own yoga practice. So I could just list off these main things. Where was I from? Where have I lived? What do I do? But recently I was reading Light is the New Black by Rebecca Campbell. If you haven't read it, it's a great book. And in it she says, don't squeeze your amazingness into a square box. And that's kind of what we do when we introduce ourselves to someone. We just list off a few things, but we don't really share our amazingness. Like, what are we great at? So let me share my amazingness with you. I am creative, ambitious, adventurous, brave, adaptive. I try to find the humor in situations. I love to make people laugh. I love organizing, being on top of things, scheduling, color coding. But I've also started to learn to rest. I'm not naturally good at it, but I'm definitely working on it. I have a Pitavata mix. And my sun sign is Pisces, Gemini rising, and Aries moon. I pride myself on meditating every morning. It's a ritual I created about three years ago, and only recently have I actually started to write and record my own meditations, which I've posted on Insight Timer. 
One of the things I absolutely love to do is travel. I got back from Madeira, Portugal two days ago, one of the first international trips we've taken in since COVID started. Last one was about two years ago. This trip was incredible. It was for my destination wedding. There will be an episode out on how to plan a wedding, destination wedding during COVID. I will admit it was quite stressful, but ended up being the most incredible trip I've ever been on. I just, I'm so in love with the island. I can't wait. We're already planning our trip back. And so with travel, I visited five of the seven continents. I only need to visit Africa and Antarctica, which are of course on my list. And I would list a few of my favorite countries, but it's hard. There are so many incredible places to see, and I just can't wait to travel more. And along with travel, of course, I love food. I have to say I love to eat, and thankfully I married a man who loves to cook, so it's a win-win. Spending time in nature for me means swimming in the ocean. We live about two miles from the ocean right now, and so swimming, even though it is the Pacific Ocean, which can be cool... It is so therapeutic for me to just float in the ocean. So that's a little bit about me, my hobbies, but then there's of course architecture. I have wanted to be an architect since I was about 10 years old and I pursued architecture school in Chicago. I started in 2010 and I graduated 2015. It's a five-year program. Typically, architecture school programs are five years. Also, there's a path you can take, which is the four plus two, four years of undergraduate, two for your master's. I did take the shorter route just because I wanted to be done sooner. And after you graduate, you have exams you can take to become licensed, like I had mentioned earlier, which I'm in the midst of. If you know anybody who is going through these exams, they are incredibly hard, difficult, time-consuming, expensive. Kind of a good comparison for these exams is it's like taking the bar seven times. It's that difficult and the amount of time you have to prepare, the materials, it is not a cheap route to take. But once you do have your license, it means you can stamp your own drawings. And my goal is to have my own firm one day and to be able to stamp my own drawings. And so I have two more left, one more on the national level, and then the last one, the seventh one for California. It has been a crazy journey, failure after failure, trying to get these exams done, which I will definitely be recording an episode on failure and what that all, that whole path was for me. But I'm almost there. I'm so close. I did have a little hiccup in my next uh, exam, but I am so excited to be done, and if you, again, know anybody, give them a hug. It is a strenuous process. But while I work on my license, of course, I can work at an architecture firm, and so I work at a high-end residential firm here in southern Orange County where we design homes, residential, of course, 
And there I manage projects from the design phase through submitting to the city and then while the house is under construction. So there's a lot of communication through the city, lots of processing, permitting, there's design review. So there's a lot of elements to that and I love it. It is so great to design something for someone, a home. I think that's really, that's always, I've always gravitated towards residential architecture just because you're creating a home for someone and that is so intimate because you're creating a space that they will live in, sleep in, eat in, raise their children in, work in, work out in, cry, laugh, smile. You are creating that home, that space for them and I think that is just so, so beautiful. And with this architecture, of course, I've always wanted to have my own firm but a few years ago, I went to a talk that Sahara Rose was giving. If you're not familiar with her, Sahara Rose um, is an Ayurvedic practitioner. She has her own podcast. She has a group called Rose Gold Goddesses, which I'm a part of. And so she had a talk about how her main topic is your dharma. What is your life's purpose? And I went to one of her talks a few years ago and she said, you know, think about combining two things that you love because the two things that you love may not be two things somebody else loves or is good at. And so I sat there thinking and I go, well, I love architecture and I love yoga. How in the hell am I going to make those two work? (laughs) So I started to kind of think about, okay, well, you know, would I design yoga places, yoga like retreat centers, yoga studios. I'm like, but how many yoga studios to a certain extent can I design? And that's not even, you know, I like the residential aspects of that. No. And then I started to learn and read about Vastu Shastra. And Vastu Shastra, it's similar if you're familiar with feng shui. Feng shui has to do with rearranging furniture and adding colors to spaces to change the energy in the room to provide luck for you to provide abundance and Vastu Shastra is actually older than Feng Shui. Actually Feng Shui did come from Vastu Shastra. So Vastu Shastra is from India and then as it moved east to China it became you know it became Feng Shui. And so dating back thousands of years ago to India What Vastu means is the science of structures, and it's based on mathematics, and it's a sister science to Ayurveda. So Ayurveda, if you know, is the Vedic science for food and health. Vastu Shastra is the science of structures. When you think about it, just as the mind and body are connected, so are the energies around us and in our home. For example, in yoga, we stretch, we twist, we stand on one leg, and we focus on our breath. And it's the environment around us that can affect us too, right? In many forms. It can affect our mood, our health, our energy levels. And so in Vastu, we arrange, we place, we construct, taking into account the five elements and planetary forces to create a harmonized space. So it's like yoga for your home, right? And the five elements, of course, are earth, water, fire, air, and ether. And they make up almost everything on earth, when you think about it. From us, to our homes, to what's in nature. These, each element is then also associated to a direction. 
north, south, east, west, right? And so combining all of this, this Vastu Shastra knowledge that I started to learn about, I thought, wow, here is a little bit of yoga with architecture. And so I was like, this is exactly what I'm thinking. What, what I was, you know, think, how can I combine the two, yoga and architecture? Well, there it is. It's Vastu Shastra. I didn't have to reinvent the wheel. But what I do hope to achieve with especially this podcast is a way to give a modern approach, teach a modern approach to what Vastu Shastra is because I feel that it is so beneficial. I mean, we are in our homes, obviously, over the last year and a half during COVID. We've all been at home more. And so the energy that is in your home is so important because it really does. It does shape your mood. It does shape your health. And there's ways to, whether it's paint certain walls in your in your house a certain color or where to put windows and doors, where to you know say which room should have what function, that is all part of Vastu Shastra. And so throughout this podcast, I want to teach and share with you what I've learned with a modern approach. You don't want to learn, you know, from 10,000 years ago or X amount of thousands of years ago. We want to make it a little bit more modern, right? Because we do have our computers and everything. So just that modern approach. There was at the start of last, at the pandemic, I did start a honeycomb bee blog is what it was called. And that's where I kind of wanted to start with the Vastu Shastra. My husband, my now husband and I had started that. Didn't really take off, obviously, blogging. I did have a blog years ago. It was a travel, architecture, health food blog, kind of a similar like combination of all those. But we did work throughout the pandemic, construction was considered an essential like business here in California. So we're working full time. So there wasn't a lot of time I could give to it. And of course, my exams have been taking so much of my time. But also, obviously, podcasts are a big thing. And so the form of media I feel like that I would share with you, Vastu Shastra, is through this podcast. So we went from Honeycomb Bee blog to From the Honeycomb podcast. Um, so there's that evolution. But yeah, so that's kind of me in a nutshell. And yeah, if you have any questions, please reach out. I'll be sharing more and more of the interests I have. And of course, everything I've talked about, that's kind of everything I'm interested in. It's kind of what you'll get from this podcast. So yeah. podcast, I want to leave you, my listener, with a few questions, something to think about. And for today's episode, I have two questions. First is, what would your dream room look like? Just a room in the house. It could be a bathroom, a bedroom, the kitchen, whatever it is. For me, my dream room is the bathroom. My absolutely the bathroom I hope to manifest is a first off part of its outside part of its inside so I have to live in a warm climate I would love a standing free tub outside on a wood deck with an outdoor shower like that right there is just the dream I have so I'm putting it putting it out there right now into the universe that would just be the most amazing bathroom and then of course you would walk through some sliders into where the sinks would be and then 
depending on, of course, the climate, there would be a shower there too, with two shower heads and just beautiful, like, white colors with a white and bluish tile, that right there. So take a moment then after the episode and think about what would your dream room look like? And now the second part is what would your dream house look like? So I want you to think about that and also manifest it, put it out to the universe. Or maybe you are living in your dream house right now. So think about that. Like think about how, if you are, that's amazing. Congratulations. I'm so excited for you because you are in the home of your dreams or maybe it is the room of your dreams right now that you're sitting in. Um, But if you don't have that yet, I want you to think about it. And for me to manifest that, I would say what a dream house would look like is it's not too large. It has a small yard, some ocean breeze, lots of natural light, some ventilation, natural ventilation, but not really in any particular style. There isn't a style I've fully just, I have to have. It's just kind of a combination of just cool colors. Everything is just soft to the touch. I want to thank you so much for listening to my first episode of From the Honeycomb. Please rate and review my podcast. It'll help people find it. And once you've rated and reviewed the podcast, if you want to send a screenshot to the email I'll provide it in the show notes, we'll get a special meditation sent to you as a thank you. I really, really appreciate it if you could rate the podcast so that way we can get it to more people. And I can't wait to see you next Friday.